question for you. Do you have any memory of your own baptism? I'm sure a few of you out there do. But it's an important question in light of today's readings. I'd be facetious if I were just to tell you that I remember my own baptism because I was nine days old. And um, it was a, a very special day, not just because it was my baptism, but it was because it was my first Christmas. But do you remember your baptism, that day when you became a child of God, a member of his household and family? You might not remember your own baptism, but I'm sure you remember the baptism of a child, perhaps of a friend. And after they've been baptized, there's the other parts of the baptism ritual. The sacred chrism is anointed on the crown of his head. He's given, or she's given, the white garments. A candle is lit from the Easter candle, and then there's the final beautiful prayer of the rite that really touches upon today's gospel. The beautiful prayer that's said by the celebrant as he touches the ears and the mouth of the child with his thumb, saying, The Lord Jesus... May the deaf hear and the dumb speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word and your mouth to proclaim his faith to the praise and the glory of God the Father. To which everyone responds, Amen. This prayer, brothers and sisters, is a synthesis of the gospel. It's a fulfillment of the first reading excerpt today from Isaiah 35. And it demands that we not stop at the tremendously extraordinary physical healing that Jesus accomplishes in a deaf-mute man, but that we see it as a spiritual healing and a call to discern whether we ourselves are spiritually disabled, whether our ears are clogged, whether our tongues are tied. But let's delve a little bit into the, the first reading from Isaiah 35. Right, we hear, say to those whose hearts are frightened, or as other translations say, those whose hearts are anxious, or to those who are, have a discouraged mind or thought, be strong, fear not. Here is your God who comes to save you. It's a messianic prophecy of the advent of the age of salvation. It's a prophecy for the Israelites who were held captive and exiled in Babylon. It speaks to them. It speaks to their anxious hearts. It announces an era of liberation marked by the coming of a God who will save them, literally a God who will heal them who will open the eyes of the blind, clear the ears of the deaf, cure the legs of the lame, and open the tongue of the mute to become a prophet that sings the praises of God. And this really is the hermeneutical or the the teaching key to really entering into today's gospel, right? Where a deaf, mute man undoubtedly was paralyzed, downtrodden, fearful for his life. I imagine him having a racing heart, 
He was a man, after all, that was alienated. And yet, he finds himself in the midst of this mob scene. Alienated because he couldn't communicate with anyone. He couldn't hear. He couldn't speak. And as far as we know about that time in history, there was not really sign language as we know it today. And he doesn't yet understand why this mob has pulled him and thrust him into the presence of Jesus. While he's being pressed up against all, this, all these people. And so again, he's anxious, he's frightened as the first reading speaks about. His heart is racing and he comes face to face with Jesus. It's good for us to imagine, what does he see in the face of Jesus? What does Jesus see within his face? Jesus wants to calm his fears. Jesus wants to guide him. Jesus wants to spend real time with him. Jesus wants to stir up the senses and have a sacramental and real moment with him. And he opens his ears and binds unbinds his tongue as he pulls him away from this crowd and he provokes a transformation from alienation to relationship a first relationship that he has in his rebirth in his new life with the god man jesus christ and this is where the gospel gets really good for us Because we realize, hopefully, through the rebirth and the novel relationship with Jesus of this death mute, that Jesus originally took him away from the crowd for a very particular reason. Jesus took him away to save him from, as St. Bede would say, from those with vicious habits, to take him away from the commotion of the crowd, from their pointless words and their disturbing thoughts. In essence, for to follow St. Bede and his train of thought, Jesus had taken the physical death mute away from the spiritually death mutes. That's to say, probably from each one of us. How many times, brothers and sisters, <laughs> we all do it from time to time, whether it's pointing the finger at politicians who we think their, their ears are, are, are clogged or that they won't speak what they really need to say, whether it's priests or bishops or even the Pope himself, or for you little children, perhaps it's your parents. They just don't understand me. We point the finger at other people. And we recognize, oh, yes, this person, they need, a, they need to unclog their ears. They need to un- untwist their tongue and speak plainly. And yet the gospel asks us that when we point that finger, that we recognize all the fingers pointing right back at us to do some own spiritual discernment because we're better than that. And it's better for each one of us to recognize 
that as many people out there that are spiritually deaf and mute, that we ourselves are spiritually deaf and mute when we pray about it. And so the challenge for us today is not to point the finger at anybody other than ourselves. It's to allow ourselves to be taken by the hand of Jesus away from the noise and from the crowd and to ask him to unclog our ears and to untie our tongues. And I assure you, brothers and sisters, if we do, if we trust Jesus, if we allow him to take us away from the crowd, amazing things happen. They always do in the silence in the silence of the Adoration Chapel, in the silence of your home as you try to pray for five minutes early in the morning or perhaps at night. He enriches our personal relationship with him and his church when we do so. The Lord Jesus made a death here and the dumb speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word in your mouth to proclaim his faith to the praise and the glory of God the Father. Amen.